Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I am your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. So today I just, I've been feeling so inspired by all of you guys who have been reaching out to me and just sharing with me your experiences and the things that you've been connecting to and your support for the podcast. I like from the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful to have amazing people like you reaching out to me, sharing your stories, because, you know, it took a lot of faith and just courage for me to um, start this podcast without really knowing how it'll end up or if my stories and the things that I wanted to say um, would resonate with anyone, really, and to just receive that feedback and support from you guys in such heartfelt ways is so absolutely incredible. So thank you so much. You guys inspire me to do the things that I do and to continue to make these podcasts. And I, I really look forward to continue to support you guys and however, or whatever you guys are going through. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so this episode is really inspired by you guys and what I've been hearing a lot of lately. And it's this idea of coming out of the spiritual closet. And I know I talked about a little bit of this topic before, but I don't think I've ever really outright did a podcast about it. So I figured why not? (laughs) And it seems like it's a topic that a lot of people struggle with in that maybe they were born and raised with certain beliefs in a certain religion and they stumbled upon spirituality, tarot, the the new age type of spirituality or whatever you choose to believe in. Um, Because just spirituality and new age thinking, that's still a very broad way of explaining it. So there are pockets and little niches within that realm too that people subscribe to and enjoy engaging with. And so whatever it is, whatever lights your heart on fire and that you believe is just like a hell, yes, this is the truth. This is what I want to build my life upon. This is what I believe in to the truth of my being. Whatever that is, it's, it's interesting how whatever that is for you, I know how it feels to feel so inspired in your own little bubble. I guess not a bubble per se, but in your own personal life. And then to go out into the real world and engage with other people who don't have that level of enthusiasm or level of belief in those things um, as you do. And it's almost sobering. (laughs) Um, I'm someone who just loves to sit 
in my room and dream and think of all these amazing ideas and read all these inspiring books and feel so connected to the divine and everything about the divine. And then I go to places like work or I go visit my family and it becomes apparent that obviously not everyone agrees with me. And with the newfound realizations that you might have had, you can kind of notice a lot of lack mentalities or limiting mindsets and just how much of the way people speak about their lives and what's possible for them is the thing that's really blocking them from connecting with all of this amazing stuff, right? (laughs) And so I guess what I'm getting at here is just experiencing that sobering, um, that sobering moment when you realize that no one around you really understands it at the level that you do. And it's not coming from a place of, oh, I'm better than them. I'm better than you because I understand this esoteric spiritual stuff. No, it's, it's really about not being willing to sacrifice what you know is the truth in order to appease and please the people around you. And growing up in a Catholic family, going to grade school, kindergarten through eighth grade in um, a Catholic school setting, being born and raised by very diehard Catholic parents and culture around me, it's hard. <laughs> and I'm just going to speak from the heart and from my own experiences that it it was difficult at first for me to step out of the closet per se and stand by my own truths. Um a lot of it started off with just me doing things for appearances. For example, I would go to church on Sundays just to appease my mom. We would have so many arguments about me not going to church and her thinking that I don't care and that I don't believe in God and everything. We've had so many of those types of arguments that I think at that point, I just decided to shut up and deal with it because what are you going to do? And it's taken me a while to realize that in the same way that I want her to respect my beliefs, I must do the same for her and respect her beliefs. And this was kind of mind-blowing to me because I was sitting here thinking, why can't she just understand? Why does she have to make such a big deal about it? Why can't she just let me... Um, worship in the way that I want to worship and see God in the way that I want to see God instead of subscribing to Catholicism. And in that same desire, that same longing, 
she was thinking the same way, right? She was on her side of the camp thinking, why can't she just understand me and how I worship God and how um, how I believe in God and how my whole beliefs work, right? And then just to understand that she's not coming from an ill-intent place. And she genuinely believes that if I don't go to church and if I don't do this and don't do that, then something terrible will happen to me. Like truly believes that to her core, that if I don't go to mass every Sunday, like a good Catholic girl, (laughs) something terrible will happen to me. And it could feel so... I think when I really understood that level of her being concerned about me and how that was stemmed from her own beliefs, I can understand why she came at me with such, let's call it fierceness. (laughs) And she really wanted me to go to church because she genuinely believed that something bad would happen to me. So like, I'm her child. Of course, she's going to do anything she can to protect me from harm. And when I was able to really look at that from that perspective, it's like, okay, I understand. And it really opened my heart to understanding other people's differing views. And from then on, I had this realization that I don't need anyone to understand me. And it was such an amazing realization to know that I don't need my, my family to agree with me I don't even need them to really respect the the things that I believe in, right? Like if I talk to them about my tarot readings and um, spirit guide stuff, if they roll their eyes, if they make a comment about it, it just just didn't stick anymore that um, I just didn't care. I didn't need them to understand because because the only thing that mattered was that I understood. That is really the only thing that mattered. I understood my own connection with divine love. I understood who I really am and where I'm coming from and the source of all this amazing stuff that's in my life and that's always around me and constantly filling my life with inspiration and magic. It only depended on me understanding that and staying connected to it for me to let all of their opinions go and to almost see it as comical. (laughs) I'm sure that's not where you think I was going with that. But 
there there comes a point where it's just funny and not in like a ha 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 laughing at you kind of way, but funny in just how unique and individual we are and what we choose to believe and what we choose to connect with. Another example of this <laughs> in my family is just recently I was talking to my dad and so my uncle who's in his 80s decided to start up a church <laughs> and um, it's a non-denominational Christian church. I don't know too much about it but I know that my dad became a pastor through it and so he has been studying the Bible a lot and talking about Jesus and we've been having very civil debates about um, just spirituality and God and everything and to be removed from trying to prove to him that I'm right and just being curious about his beliefs and doing it in a way that isn't meant to make anyone wrong or make me feel like I'm in the right position with the right beliefs. It, it's a very insightful conversation to have, but he wanted to start up a YouTube channel about Bible verses or something with inspirational music behind it. And I was showing him a couple of songs that he could be using. And one of them was the song, I See the Light from Tangled, the movie, Disney movie Tangled. And at the beginning, as he was listening to it, he was like, yes, this is awesome. I can totally apply this to God and Jesus and everything. And then when the second verse came where the guy started singing, he said her and she, because he was referring to Rapunzel. And then immediately he said, oh no, I can't use this. He said, she, he said her. And I was like, Dad, can't God be a woman? Why does God have to be a man? And he shot back at me, no, God is a man. God is a he. And I was like, okay. And it was one of those things that like, whoa, I could have been totally triggered by this whole thing. I totally could have just went off and like talk to him about all this stuff about the divine feminine and the limited beliefs of some people. And I could have gone on and on and a part of me wanted to, but then another more removed part of me just laughed. <laughs> and that's what I mean by it just becomes funny at some point. Cause you're just like, it's funny how individual we all are about what we believe and what we cling on to. And and I'm pretty sure I'm the same way, right? Like there are probably certain things that I'm clinging on to as absolute truths. And so it's just an amazing wink from the divine. That's really what it felt like. It was a playful wink from the divine saying, hey there, I see you and it's okay. This is not important. He doesn't have to understand. And it's not my job to make him understand. My only job is to love him exactly as he is. And the more I stay inspired by my own spiritual beliefs and the more I stay in tune with source and divine guidance, the less I end up caring 
about what they think of me. And I'll say I'm not perfect at this. There are still certain people in my life that I wouldn't really feel comfortable sharing this stuff with. And I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I I don't think that's something we really need to force ourselves to work towards and force ourselves to be the type of person to to scream it at the top of our lungs on a rooftop saying, I believe this and I believe that. I think at the end of the day, it's something that is sacred and you can follow your intuition and really sense who you'd like to share this with or not. And that's okay if you don't want to share with everyone. It's sacred and it's not meant to be for them. It's meant to be for you. And I'm talking about what you believe. And if you feel called to share what you want to share, share it from a place of inspiration and share it from a place of love and wanting to help, regardless of how they respond, regardless of if they receive it well. If you could just see it as sending love out, then that is enough. I believe that's enough. And so a lot of people are saying, I'm still making progress towards, you know, coming out of the spiritual closet and being more forward about what I believe. And I agree, it definitely is something to work towards. And it's a journey for sure. But I also want to point out that you are exactly where you need to be with all of this. And it's kind of like if you think of it as, you know, when a baby forms in a womb, that gestation period of, you know, needing that protection from the mother, right? You're not forcing the baby out of the womb until it's ready and it's ready to face the world. There's this phase of it where you can just let it grow inside of you and be the loving mother to it and protect it and keep it safe, keep it sacred, keep it close to you. And that is enough. And when that day comes, when you realize that the baby is about to be born and it's ready for it to come out into the world, it still doesn't mean you have to be at a place where you're shouting out to everyone, this is what you believe and, you know, I stand by this. No, right? When you have a baby, you don't just leave it out in the cold and be like, okay, see ya. (laughs) You're on your own. No, we nurture the baby. We take care of the baby. We provide shelter and warmth and touch for the baby. And there's still so much vulnerability within that period of the child's life. This is, this is really something sacred, something special that we can keep as close to our hearts as we want to. And when we're ready to go out and tell people And when we feel inspired to share these messages and the things we've learned, then we will know when that time comes. But we don't need to 
force ourselves. We don't need to push ourselves to go any faster than we are. Because in this gestational period, that is when we can really lean into connecting even deeper with the divine, connecting even deeper to the God, goddess, source that lives within us. And the stronger of a connection we have with that source within us, the less we end up caring about how people will receive us and uh, accept us and what they'll think of us. And you know, sometimes the world will surprise you. Sometimes you'll come across those people who, um, who actually share a lot of the same beliefs that you have in the most surprising of ways. So the first time I ever even told anyone at work about what I do, I um, was in the break room and I randomly struck up a conversation with a coworker that I didn't really talk to, but he started talking to me about my tattoos and I, we just started talking and he was talking about his business and then I for some reason, felt comfortable and called to talk about my own business and what I was doing with um, spiritual life coaching and tarot readings and everything. And I remember when I told him that I do tarot readings, he looked at me with this strange expression. (laughs) And I was like, in my mind, well, I mean, what else did you expect? Tarot is pretty weird for some people. And I didn't really think anything of it. I just went along and continued with the conversation. And then we followed each other on Instagram with our business accounts. So then I think the next week after that, um, I decided to look at his Instagram account because he uh, part of his business was selling jewelry and making jewelry. So I looked and one of his posts was the strength card from the Rider Waite Smith deck. And I was like, wait a second. And the timestamp, the, the date of him publishing it was prior to our conversation. So I was like, wait a second. And then I had wanted to bring it up to him um, the next time that I saw him. But every time I saw him, we were with other people and it didn't seem like the right time. So I didn't even really bring it up, but I was just astonished that like, oh, he likes tarot too. I wonder why he gave me a weird look. (laughs) And so a few weeks later, um, he actually approached me and it was the perfect time because we were just alone. And he had said, hey, can you do a tarot reading for me? And I was like, okay. And it was the first time that those two worlds of mine had combined and smashed and created this amazing feeling within me like, oh my gosh, like someone from this one world is interested in this other world of mine. It was, it was so weird. It was bizarre. It was like traveling through dimensions in space. (laughs) for those things to kind of clash as it did. And um, I felt inspired to tell my one close friend at work 
that, oh yeah, I'm going to go to his house next week and we're going to do a tarot reading. And she got so excited and she was like, can I come? That's so cool. And so she came along and it became this really fun hangout session where I got to talk about tarot and my spiritual beliefs with two of my coworkers who I had no idea were ever open to the ideas, but they were so supportive and they believed in a lot of the same things that I believed. And it was so amazing to open up that channel and to have that be integrated, have that spiritual side of me and all the things that I love be integrated into that everyday conventional, you know, like normal part of my life. (laughs) It was fascinating. And it was all based on just me feeling inspired to share what I do. And it didn't come from a place of, okay, I need to stand up for what I believe in. I need to prove to myself that I was brave enough to share that with other people. If that makes sense, it just came from a place of genuine inspiration of, huh, let me just share this and and see what happens. And so I think a lot of you guys have already had those connections and those moments of integrating this woo-woo side of you with your conventional, real, everyday life. (laughs) And it's amazing. And it's also something that's natural as you move forward and as you continue to grow stronger and stronger with your connection and practices every single day. And I was telling one of my other listeners the other day on Instagram that just the the intention of wanting to step out and being your authentic self and standing by what you believe, just that intention is substantially enough. Where you are with this is absolutely exactly where you're supposed to be. I truly, truly believe that. And getting to a place of not needing anyone to understand. For example, my boyfriend, one of the best people that I know, he does not care about any of this stuff. And at first it bothered me, I will be honest, because I felt like, man, I really wanted to connect with him on all these amazing things that I'm learning. And I wanted to talk to him about all the insights and how the universe always has my back and how I I got the perfect sign to do this one thing and I just had a feeling of intuition and inspiration. And I really wanted him to understand, but he doesn't and he doesn't to this day. He's a very rational, logical person (laughs) and he's a very grounding person to be around which kind of balances out because I'm someone who's always head up in the sky, always imagining crazy possibilities for my life. And it's become just like a thing and it's a divine, sacred thing. He doesn't understand any of this. He doesn't even listen to my podcast. (laughs) And it's okay. I don't need any of my family members or anyone to listen to my podcast because it's not for them. As long as 
I am connected and I feel fulfilled by my own relationship with my spiritual beliefs, then from that connection, that is where you find the right people. From that place is where I found all of my listeners, all the people who are listening right now and engaging with me on social media and emailing me and sharing with me your stories, that's where it starts. That's how you find that connection in your tribe and the people who connect with you in that same exact way. So create that sacred space for yourself where you can just be your... (laughs) Be your woo-woo, crystal-loving, spirit guide, tarot reader, angels are talking to me (laughs) type crazy person. Find a a part of your house or find a particular time where you're alone, you know, and just plug in, connect, surround yourself with the things that you love and focus on that connection because Whether or not your family is on board with it, whether or not your partner or your children are on board with it, it doesn't matter because you are infinitely connected with them. You were one with them. The divine within you is connected with the divine in them. And that divine understands you. The divine energy that you see in the grass and nature in a piece of dust, in your vast crystal collection, in your oracle cards, in the eyes of your family members who have different views of you, that same divine understands you, knows you, loves you, and is infinitely connected to you. And they may not know it. (laughs) They may not know that they have the divine within them. And that's okay. (laughs) And I think it's normal to go through a phase where you kind of wage war against that one belief system or religion that was forced upon you. Or maybe not forced. Maybe that's a weird word. Or maybe, yeah, maybe you were forced to to practice those certain things. But there was definitely a period for me where I did not like Catholicism. And I think I still do have my reservations about Catholicism. But recently I've been drawing upon the ideas and the things within Catholicism that actually resonate with my own spiritual practice today. Like, for example, I talked about Joan of Arc, the previous podcast, and I kept on thinking of her because I remember they were teaching us about her in school, and I felt really inspired by her, and I didn't really know why. And recently... I decided to rewatch The Prince of Egypt, which is this animated film of Moses and that whole journey with liberating the Hebrews and everything in the burning bush, all that stuff that we learned in Catholic school. I recently felt called to revisit that movie and 
I was amazed and so uplifted and so inspired by the message of that movie. And it was just a movie that I watched in first grade in Catholic school. (laughs) But once I was able to look at Catholicism with an open mind, I'm settling into a new appreciation of certain things within that religion, just like how I have a sense of appreciation for some aspects of Hinduism and Buddhism and other forms of Christianity. And it's really funny because this past Easter, I um, sat with my parents and watched a live stream of the Easter Mass at the Basilica. And I was just watching with a sense of curiosity, like, oh my gosh, when they're preparing the altar and preparing the Eucharist and the wine and everything, I'm like, this is straight up witchcraft. <laughs> like, we, this is this sense of ritual and everything. That's what a lot of people practice in this occult woo-woo type world that I'm diving into, right? And... It was just funny. I was looking at that as straight up, oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't realize how ritualistic Catholicism was, but they're, they have a lot of rituals. And it really inspired me to want to go out and practice more rituals and create a sense of ritual for my life in a way that isn't just mindless actions and we do it just because we've done it for hundreds of years and it's tradition, but it really inspired me to do it because it uplifts me. These are things that make me feel good and make me add more magic to my practice and these rituals and make it really personal to me. And so I'll close off by restating this again, that wherever you are with this, is exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So if you're in the gestational period of it, just stay on. (laughs) If you're in the infancy period of it, you know, nurture and protect that child. Create a safe space for that child to roam and play and experiment with the world and just stay connected to that. Stay connected to the essence within you and all the people who are meant to understand will understand. And it's all okay. We are all still learning and I'm still learning and that's a beautiful thing. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self-Love Tarot. I'm hoping you guys were able to connect with that in some way. I kind of just came on here and rambled and just shared what wanted to come out of me. So hopefully when I go back to edit this podcast, some of this stuff makes sense. (laughs) But... Regardless, take care, have an amazing, fantastical, magical week, and I will talk to you guys next time.